0: I'm Brooks Gray, and you're listening to Accidental Theology, a podcast about worship and theology. Today, let's talk about the whole truth. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me for another week of podcastery. This is going to be a good week. I have been listening to some new music, and this spurred on this topic that I want to talk about today, which is the whole truth. Just recently, David Leonard, a great songwriter, formerly one half of the group All Sons and Daughters, has released a new album called The Weight. And if you haven't listened to it yet, I highly encourage you to go check it out. It is uh, phenomenal. phenomenal. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just a, a great album. But not only that, if you go to YouTube, he's got a playlist, and he's created this mini, basically a long mini-movie. It's broken up into the separate songs, but walking through the story of what he's singing about. So, yeah, I don't really know how to explain it other than that, and you should go check it out. It's it's great. Watch the whole thing. Ditch whatever you're going to watch tonight and watch that, The Weight, on YouTube by David Leonard. With that, the very first song on that album called The Wanderer, Wanderer, I don't know if I'm enunciating that very clearly, but it's hard for me to say. The Wanderer is a song that the first time I listened to it, I thought, yeah, this is a cool song. I'm digging it. I like it. But the more I listened to the album, and I'll be honest, I had the album on repeat for a long time, and I am still kind of have it on repeat. I've listened to the whole thing through probably about 25 times. It's kind of crazy. But when I get new music that I like, I become obsessed with it, and I just keep listening to it over and over. I'm weird like that. But the more I listen to this song, the more it just really grabbed a hold of me. And, And it really happened one day probably on my drive home from work. I was listening to it, and all of a sudden, it just clicked and made sense and I got kinda of think. I think what he was he was he, he, well I got kinda of what he was saying but it also opened up something else to me that just kind of God started working on my heart and I started thinking about this which is the title of this episode the whole truth and I just wanna start by reading off some of the lyrics for this song I won't read all the lyrics um, but you should go check it out. Type it into Google. Just look up the lyrics. But he starts off by saying, I'm a prodigal. I can make it on my own. I'm a runaway. I would rather be alone. And it only takes a moment before the thrill has gone away, because I'm a wanderer. And he goes on to talk about how he's a criminal and he's a hypocrite and all these things. And then the second verse hits. And when this second verse hit is really where this idea clicked for me, just one day driving home in my car. He, uh, the chorus ends by saying, And though I wander far from you, you find me and bring me home. And the second verse says, Because I am a child of God, I am loved and unashamed. Yes, I am a child of God, and forever I'll proclaim that it only takes a moment to wash it all away. And the whole song ends with these five lines, five-ish lines. I'm glancing at the text as I'm going, yes, I'm a prodigal, and I'm a runaway. Oh, I'm a criminal. I'm a hypocrite, but I am a child of God. Yes, I'm a child of God. So when someone testifies in court, I actually looked this up, and it's it's quite intriguing that different countries around the world basically have the same text in one form or another but includes these these words when someone testifies in court they they do so by claiming and you have to say this or you have to affirm that you will do this to tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth In the actual wording, if you look at in America, it says, Do you solemnly swear that you will tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? And it it either ends with, so help you God, or under pains and penalties of perjury. I guess if you are not a a believer in God, then... But that's a whole other topic we could talk a long time about. But that's a big deal because you can see how hard... It is to do to do that, to tell the whole truth and nothing but the truth, because what I hope to discuss over the next few minutes is we don't even do that with ourselves. And, and we're really good about telling sort of half-truths about ourselves. And here's here's the idea I want to get across to you, that the whole truth about who you are will change the way you worship there's no question in my mind that it'll change the way you worship. Because listening through that song and as I was thinking about this, a lot of us are kind of in two camps. We either believe the truth that we're wanderers, that we're criminals, that we're hypocrites and that we're runaways and all that stuff. And we're like, yes, I know how awful I am. And that's kind of where we stop. We don't continue with that thought that, I don't know how many of us believe the whole truth that, yes, you you are those things, but you are a child of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, I love this scripture because it, I'll just read it for you. It says, Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor men who practice homosexuality, nor thieves, nor the greedy, nor drunkards, nor revelers, nor swindlers will inherit the kingdom of God. And here's the part that I love. And such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. When you understand the whole truth about who you are, that you are a wanderer, that you are a hypocrite and you're a criminal and a runaway, but that you're also a child of God. That God calls you his child through what Jesus has done for us by washing us and and justifying us, we will not be able to not worship God. And it's it's not easy to always do. Sometimes it's it's hard to remind yourself of of that whole truth, but you will not be be able to get to a point where you don't worship God. And Acts chapter 4 verses 19 and 20 sums this up perfectly, I think, because Peter and John had just healed a man and and they they were brought before a council and told that, hey, you can't do that. You don't need to be talking about Jesus. Quit telling people all these things, you know. It's fake news, if you will. That's what the council was saying to Peter and John. But they were like, listen, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you rather than to him, you can be the judge of that. But we cannot help but speaking of what we have seen and what we have heard. And I'm certain that that will be true of our lives as well. When we fully understand the whole truth of who we were and and not necessarily even always who we were, but even the things that we constantly battle with, and that God calls us his child, that he loves us enough that he would call us his child, that we've been washed, we've been justified in the name of Jesus, Uh, we can't help but tell of what he's done in us and and for us. And even when you think about the prodigal son, there's an interesting part of the prodigal son that I think a lot of us look over and, and, don't really pay attention to and I'll I'll admit I didn't really think about it in these terms until I started thinking about this idea of understanding the whole truth of who we are and and that's this when we only see part of the truth of who we are it it leads us to ruin the prodigal son knew who his father was and he knew the inheritance that he was entitled to and that led really to an unhealthy pride and and sense of entitlement but when he finally came to the realization of the whole truth and who he was, that he was a, a wanderer, a hypocrite, and, and a, a, literally a prodigal, he learned more about his father's heart and what it meant to be his child. But because, you know, he wandered off. that he, he said, Give me my inheritance. I'm doing my thing. I'm going off you know, I want to live while I'm living, that sort of mentality. He went off and did his own thing. And then when he came back to his father, finally having to admit, hey, I've messed up. I've done some things that I'm ashamed of, but I would love to just be able to serve in in your fields and take care of your animals, because at least then I'll know I'm fed. But then the father goes beyond that. He said, no, 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 you won't just work for me. You won't just sleep in my barns and, and be content with being fed, I'm going to throw a party for you. I'm going to show you what it means to be my son and what love truly looks like. And you can't tell me that, that his relationship, you can't tell me he was ever the same after knowing what he had done, You know who he was, and then the response of his father. Luke chapter seven, Jesus um, Jesus is teaching and, and talking and he is giving a parable about, you know, asking who who would be more thankful and be, being forgiven. And he ends up in verse forty seven by saying this, He who is forgiven little loves little. When we get this idea in our mind that we've been forgiven a little, we we love God a little. We show up on Sundays, we sing, we go to Sunday school. But beyond that, it does there's not a deep relationship. And I'm afraid that for a lot of people, they have this idea, they, they have this they have this knowledge of a half truth about themselves, that God loves them, He cares for them, but they don't really understand how much they've been forgiven. When you can see your heart for what it is, before the Holy Spirit got a hold of you, that you were a hypocrite, that you were a prodigal, that you wanted to do things on your own, that you were a criminal when it came to the, the holiness of God. You were a criminal. And when you can kind of wrap your mind about around that, even if you think, I've not really done a lot of crazy stuff in my life, I'm not that terrible. That doesn't matter because sin is sin and somebody who's been out you know, living like hell on earth as opposed to maybe somebody who grew up in church, you know, didn't get into a lot of terrible things, they were, str- they were able to stay out of drugs and premarital sex and all that stuff. There was still sin in their lives and in light of God's holiness and perfectness, any sin is a total separation from God and when your mind starts to kinda understand that you start to really see the love of the Father to quote the casting crown song who am I that the Lord of all the earth would look on me with love but he does it and I don't know if you've heard the quote or not, I don't know who said it or where it came from, but it simply says, the one who knows me best loves me the most. It seems like maybe it was A.W. Tozer, I am not 100% sure on that. Should have looked that up before I said it. (laughs) But the one who knows me the best loves me the most. And when that statement becomes more than just a phrase and it really sinks its teeth into the very depths of our heart, we'll never be the same because we know the hidden parts of our heart. Us and God are the only ones that know the hidden parts of our hearts. And when we're brought to a place where we realize those those darkest parts of our souls have been forgiven, it's life-giving. It's it's chain-breaking. It's the truest sense of freedom that we can know. And so I would encourage you to pray and and you know, look into your own heart and be honest with yourself and and try to grab hold of that truth, the whole truth, that though you're a wanderer and you're a hypocrite, you're still a child of God. God calls you His own. And I guarantee you that as you start to understand that more, it'll change the way you worship, it'll change the way you come to church, and it'll change the way you interact with people. So I hope that's encouraging to you. It's been really challenging to me this week as I have been thinking about it and really letting it grab hold of my heart. And I look forward to hearing stories from you about how God just, you know, maybe opened your eyes to maybe more of the whole truth of who you are and what that means to know that God looks on you with love. So come back next week. I have some good news. I have confirmed it. We have a date set up to record. We're going to have our first guest. I've been talking about it for a few weeks yeah cue the applause I don't have an applause track but if I did imagine there's applause in the background finally we're having a guest on the show and we're going to be talking about an interesting topic at least it's interesting to me which is technology in a worship service we're going to talk about lighting and screens and all that good stuff so hope you'll come back and join me join us as we have a pair of us I hope you have a phenomenal week And that you find someone in your life this week to share the love of God with. Whatever that may look like, I hope you can be a blessing in someone's life. Until we come back and meet again, God bless. Have a great week.